Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's episode is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris. In this episode, we're going to be talking exclusively about what to say and what not to say to a griever. These are not exclusive lists that I'm going to go through, but you can get an idea of things that can help you when you're talking to a griever and things that may not help at all. I'm also going to provide some examples of you know, when I've gone through the list and some of the things that I've done. So the first list that we're going to start off with today are what to say to a griever. I can't imagine what this is like for you. Would you like to talk about it? This lets your griever know that you are not presuming what they're going through or their experience. And you're truly open to listening, you know, to what's going on with them. And most likely you're going to get a response from your griever in regards to any questions that you ask are fine or I'm okay. And, you know, to me, when someone says that it's just something they want to say just to kind of get to the next moment, most likely they're frightened, they're insecure, and, you know, they're very tired at the same time. So just kind of keep those things in mind. One of the other things that I generally do is I ask an open-ended question. What can I do for you? Can I run some errands for you? Can I bring you some food? And I'm going to give you a very specific example of a dear friend of mine that asked this question. After both my parents passed away, my friend lived in Chicago. And again, I live in Orlando. He asked me, what can I do for you? And I said, well, I simply need somebody to come down here and help me clean out the contents of my parents' house. And I caution you as an advisor, if you're you know, open and answering an open-ended question for your client, you better be prepared to act on what you're asking. So my friend in that particular situation, he took a week off from work with no notice. He just said to his employer that he was getting ready to leave and he had to go help out a friend. And he was basically my right-hand man for a week. He helped me clean out the entire contents of my parents' home. He's an invaluable friend and we're friends for life. We were friends for life before that moment. Uh, but that just kind of, you know, took it up a notch. And another thing, too, that I often hear from clients that folks often say, well, you know, just get over it. And my response is don't listen to anyone that tells you to get over it. Death is not something you get over. You just learn how to live differently, simply differently. And then I will also say, use proper words to describe what happened. I don't dance around subjects. If a client or a friend has died, I say that they died. If they had cancer, I simply say that they had cancer. Suicide, murder, you know, that goes on and gets a little bit more in depth. Don't force the griever to use these words. If they're not comfortable, you know, I would go along with your griever. This lets the griever know that you don't have to dance around any of the subjects of death. So very, very important. You want them to be as comfortable as possible around you. And then also something generally I say as an advisor, you know, wherever this next phase of life takes you, I'm here to help you rebuild your life and regain joy 
in life again. So it lets them know that I'm going to be there with them. And then I also, I always use the deceased name. This humanizes the person that passed away and they're not forgotten. And it gives the griever comfort in knowing that others remember him or her as well. And then I also invite or tell a story about the deceased. So recently, my mentor passed suddenly, very suddenly. I went to the memorial service and I sought out his wife and his adult son. And what I did is I shared a story with each one of them in regards to how much my friend had helped me during the last 25 or so years. And I was very specific in, you know, how he helped me as a person, as a man, and as an employee of corporations that I belonged to at the time. So very, very important. And this gives the grievers a sense of other things they may not have known that are great things about the person that passed away. So um, very important there. And then again, there's no timetable on how you should feel as a griever or when you should feel it. And you also, you know, you want to normalize that and uh, make sure that it's okay. I had, I believe I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. I had a, an advisor that came to me and said, well, my client is just isn't moving fast enough. And there was, you can imagine there was a thousand things that were going through my mind. She didn't assess where this client was in regards to their grieving style. And nor did she reassure them that their feelings were okay. A couple missteps there. Some other things that you should note as an advisor and or a, a griever is some of the feelings and behaviors that you're going to feel and they're okay. And so shock, numbness, sadness, guilt, yearning for that individual, extreme anxiety, abandonment, anger, helplessness, fear, relief, seclusion, and guilt. And also a griever may have some of the following thoughts disbelief, complete lack of concentration, absent-mindedness, sense of going crazy. I remember feeling that a lot. Visual and auditory hallucinations. I explained some of those that I felt um, and experienced as well. And I would also say that all are normal. All are completely normal. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to focus on what not to say to a griever. And I'm going to caution you that this takes a lot of practice. What to say takes practice as well, but this takes a lot of practice. Again, what not to say to a griever. I am sorry. This is generally the natural response when someone is very uncomfortable and they are speaking to a griever. They just automatically say, I'm sorry. You know, something that you could say in place of, I'm sorry. I wish I could take your pain away. Would it be helpful for me to check on you at a certain point? Can I check on you on a regular basis? Um, just a slight tweak on saying I'm sorry. And most people are very uncomfortable with the process of grief and have no idea what to say to a griever. And so, again, I am sorry is the usual natural response. I'm going to caution you as an advisor not to bring up finances. I'm going to say that one more time. Not to bring up finances and learn how to deflect. I'm going to give you a very specific example of a situation that I was in. I attended a high school friend's mother's funeral, and 
the high school friend reached out to me to help her with finances. And I've known, you know, this friend for a long time. I attended the funeral service, not because I was trying to gain any business. I was simply there to support my friend in need. And at the funeral service, I sought out my friend and gave her my condolences. And she was the one that brought up finances. And so what I simply did is I deflected and I said, we can always talk about finances at another point in time. And I'm here to support you. And I'm here to support you and only you. Also, what I find at services as well is that I can give my client the ability to use me as a deflection. If anybody starts asking questions about finances, they can say, well, the person that helps me with finances is here. You can go speak to them and then I can deflect on their behalf. So I know I gave a lot of detail there um, and I've had a lot of practice. Another thing that you should not say is I know how you feel because in all honesty, everyone feels different and they feel different because they've gone through a different sort of circumstances. They have a different background and so your grieving style depends on any number of things, which I've alluded to in previous podcasts. And then another thing that I would look at not saying is look at the bright side. There's none. People said that to me and I just cringed. It can be said in, you know, a different way. At least she's no longer or he or she is no longer suffering or we should be grateful for. Those are things that I would also tend to stay away from. So I would rather have my parents here, no doubt about that, and anyone else that's passed away. So although this is said in an attempt to shift the griever's mind to the positive side of the deceased or no longer suffering, there's really no positive side. So I would stay away from that. And then another thing, too, that folks say is put this chapter of your life to bed and focus on the next phase. In other words, put this behind you and move on. There's no moving on. There's just learning how to live differently in life again. So another thing that's often said is this is how you should feel. You can't project your feelings on someone else because they are going to feel the way that they are going to feel and it's okay. So, and this is commonly said by folks that are ignorant of the grieving process. No two grievers travel the same path. And I can reiterate that a griever's experience is dependent on any number of things, personality, support system, finances, faith, traditions, relationship to the deceased, the relationship to their spirituality, any number of things. And again, there's no timetable on what you feel or when you should feel it. And everybody has a unique experience. Something else I would shy away from is how do you feel? And so a griever is not going to necessarily venture into that and say, well, I feel great today or I feel you know bad today. One of the things that I interject is how are you feeling today and I'm very specific and usually I get a response I'm not feeling very good or I'm feeling energetic I'm energetic I'm feeling positive you know looking on to the future very complicated questions that you could get into there call me or reach out to me when you get a moment or when you feel up to it grievers are not going to reach out to you um, proactively I can tell you that so again I would be the one that's proactive and, you know, asking for permission. Can I call you on a regular basis? Can I reach out to you periodically to check on you there? Something else that I would stay away from. Take comfort knowing that John or Sally is in a better place. 
there's no comfort here as the best place, and at least in my situation, was for my loved one to be with me and spending time with me creating more memories. So I, I will say that that one kind of firmly there. And another one is with time, everything will be fine. So with time, you know, you learn how to live differently. Like, and I can't reiterate that enough. And everything is not fine. I still have very fond memories and very sad memories of, you know, folks in my life that have passed away. And this statement is usually said out of ignorance. Again, for someone that's not had experience or dealt with grief. So your loved one is never forgotten. And it is often the loved one is missed more so because of the memories that, you know, you partake and share, you know, of that individual. So I hope that I've given you a lot to think about in some proactive steps and what to say and what not to say. And again, thank you for listening. And as always, feel free to share this podcast with friends, family members, or colleagues. Talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with me, Chris, and or my firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning.com. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section. And as always, please feel free to share this week's podcast with any friend, family member, or colleague. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the next episode.